Welcome to Between a Talk and a Hard Place, a podcast for women bringing you down-to-earth conversations about the realities of our real-life experiences. I'm your host, Lisette McKenzie, author, life and mindset transformation coach, and self-concept connoisseur. And together with my girls, Alicia and Natira, we'll be discussing everything from situations to situationships and the challenges women face every day as we navigate this thing called life. So welcome back. Welcome back. I hope you ladies, Natira, I hope you had a great Mother's Day. Alicia, I hope you had a good time with your mother if you celebrate Mother's Day. Uh, I had a great time. Um, this was the first Mother's was that you with the steak and the lobster? That sure the, was. My husband just girl. Mm, girl. I told my husband I want that too. <laughs> girl. And he, put it, he put it on the grill. So everything, well, except for mm. the potato, was done on the grill. I was like, what? I was sitting there. If I was short enough, my feet would have been swinging back and forth. I was like, he done did a very good deed. I had food envy, just saying. <laughs> I, we did a version of it, but it wasn't like your plate, just saying. And it was so much. I actually ate the rest of it this morning for breakfast because it was so much. So I had two lobster tails, that huge um, potato. Um, he did um, shrimp kebabs. So I had two shrimp kebabs. I couldn't even, I, there was no way I could eat it all. But when I woke up this morning, I was on a mission. He yeah. did, my daughter ordered um, this huge cake. I don't know why she got a cake. That I don't even know what I'm going to do with the rest of it. She got it. She ordered a cake from Publix. They delivered. Um, so it was a cake, two boxes oh, of candy. Nice. Yeah, it was, it was really nice. I wish she wouldn't have got a big, it was, when I say the cake is big, it's a big uh, cake. She wants you to know how big her love is. <laughs> well, my summer body will be back. It was scheduled to come next year. It'll be back in 3031. Girl, this is my all-year body. <laughs> it ain't no well, difference between the summer, winter, spring, and the fall. It's the same. Well, there's, there's going to be a, a lot of cushion for the pushing on me for the next week. Well, you know, they love it, so don't worry about it. It was really nice. I didn't have to do anything and I, <laughs> and it felt good. And I, I think I posted on Facebook. I was like, I'm going to be so relaxed. I'm going to have somebody come and cross my legs for me. Cause I'm just not trying to move at all. And they ignored mm-hmm. me. But, but, uh, so we are in honor of the fact that it was just mother's day this past weekend. We are going to talk about the relationships that we have with our mothers, how they developed, if they did develop, um, what it was like over the years in comparison to what it's like now that we're adults and we're experiencing a lot of the things that um, we were told that we would not want once we got this age. (laughs) So for me, my mother's Jehovah's Witness, so she no longer celebrates... um, Mother's Day, so um, for yeah, for me it was I, I, I've gotten used to it over the years, but I can remember um, a while back when she first started, and I'm like, how do you go from us celebrate like this is how we get together, this is how we do things? How do you go from us celebrating um, Mother's Day, birthdays, Christmas to nothing, like no phone calls, no nothing, right? 
Um, so I was resentful to her for a while, but now I'm like, eh, all right, whatever yeah. it is, what it is. But and seeing um, her the opposite. So my mother was a Jehovah's when we didn't celebrate. Now she's not. We celebrate now. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to do. We doing this now. We are now we doing this. So what did you? How did you, ladies? Um, how was it building a relationship with your parents? With well, I'm sorry, with your mother. Um, for me, I'm an only child, so um, my relationship with my mother, I feel like it could have either went one or two ways. We could have ended up very close. Or we could have ended up um, not getting along at all. Fortunately for me, my mom and I are very close. Um, I haven't had a chance to see her lately because of coronavirus. Um, but we're in contact just about every day. Um, so growing up, my mom she made a, she made an effort. I feel like to be the type of mother that she didn't have. And I say this because um, my mom, she wasn't an only child for starters. She's the second oldest to five. So she kind of had a parental role already. But on top of that, my grandmother was actually paranoid schizophrenic. So my mom couldn't relate to my grandmother in the same way that I ended up relating to my mom. So I feel like we did a lot of things together just mother and daughter um the parents were married so my dad was around but there were things i would do with just my dad there were things i would do with just my mom and as the years progressed um i think we just became closer and i think the thing for me that kind of shifted our relationship my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer when i was a freshman in high school Mm -hmm. Um, so there was a risk of losing her. So as a result, I wouldn't say I had to grow up really fast, but I had to be a little bit more responsible than I was. So I was mm -hmm. responsible, you know, for making my lunches, getting up in the morning, doing things that a lot of times my mom, she'd help me do. Um, so as a result, I kind of saw like a bit of what she had to do. And then with her being sick, I saw what she had to endure. And I feel like, at least for me, it made me appreciate her presence more because there's a good chance, you know, um, she couldn't have survived, but fortunately she did. And she had two bouts with breast cancer. So as a result, I feel like now we're very close. Um, we're very similar also. Like my mom's also an introvert. So I feel like I also relate to her on that level because I do have friends who, are introverts, but their moms might be extroverts, or they're extroverts and their moms might be introverts. So I feel fortunate in that one too. So I feel like we have a good relationship, um, and I feel like I've been able to comfortably discuss things while also preserving my boundaries. So in that regards, I feel very. Good. What do you What do you love about your mom the most? What is it about her that you like the most? I think what I love about my mom the most is that um, she's just very accepting. She's not, because for the generation she grew up in, you know, she had to deal with civil rights and things like that. It would have been very easy for her to feel like things were changing too fast or things were being done the wrong way. But her mom's very accepting and open-minded, and I think as a result, it's easier to 
have like kind of a running dialogue with her instead of just being like, well, I did this, don't judge me, or things like that. So, in, yeah, I feel like my mom's very accepting and she's not going to be like, well, you should have did it the way we did it, you know. No, I think I have a better relationship with my mom now that I'm older. Um, when I was younger, my mom worked two jobs like my whole life, like forever. Like I'm just for her as a person who was always working and very dedicated to her craft, and she was damn good at it. And so one of the the main things that she instilled in me and in all of her children is a strong work ethic to work hard to get the things that you want out of life. I remember being a teenager when we moved to Virginia, um, her marriage fell apart. So now you come from a two-family household to a one-family household, and um, people kept telling her to, you know, to help. And my mother refused. She just worked and worked and worked. And, and she was a teacher by day, and at night she worked at the JCPenney catalog till midnight. So I never, I didn't see her during the week. And on the, I think she had a third job, because so, on the weekend she worked at Winn-Dixie Supermarket, too. Um, but she said to me, she said, I won't give up my house because where am I going to house my family? I'm going to go back into an apartment. Four bedrooms or apartments are expensive to find them. Right. And the rent keeps going up each month. My house is a set mortgage rate for the next 30 years, as long as I continue to work hard and maintain fun. And so for me, she really just instilled a strong sense of work ethic. But I also realized that because of her dedication and her determination, I felt an obligation to be a good kid and not give her extra stress um, on top. Now, we did have a situation where we had a little kink in our relationship where I really got mad at my mom. I wasn't speaking to my mom and, um, you know, but I learned through that situation, you only get one mother. And most moms, they're not gonna do everything perfect. They're not perfect people. And when they make decisions, they are making it with the best information that they have at the time, and they have your best interest at heart. And so I realized, I was like, well, I'm being a little selfish by keeping this uh, madness, I'm mad at you type of attitude, when really you were just trying to do the best that you can with what you had. And so I had to just learn how to forgive her and love her in spite of those things because she's not perfect and neither am I. I know as a mother, one of the hardest things that I've experienced and I'm just now really coming to terms with it is I lost my first daughter. My daughter died at child. And when she died, a piece of me died with her. And so when I got pregnant again and I had a daughter, it's like I held a piece of that love I feel like I held a piece of that love from my own daughter. I wasn't able to give her everything that I should have. And I regret that now that I'm a little bit older, you know, and I'll tell her, and I tell her all the time, mommy's really sorry that, cause I didn't have to work as hard as my mother, but my attitude was the same. My mother couldn't be there because she was working. I'm sitting right here. And yet I'm still not giving you that time and that attention that I feel that I should have given. Um, and because of that, there were certain little issues with her growing up, 
where, you know, you said I was the only child. My mother was always accepting. I'm not so accepting. I'm not so unjudgmental. Um, well, why you don't have your earrings on and why your hair not done and what, what's this you got on and, you know, all of these things that really don't really matter in the crux of things. Right. Um, but now that I'm aware of that, I try to be in an intentional mother and say, okay, what are you pouring into your daughter to make her a better woman than you are? What experiences can you share with her that will shape her, her thought process and her way of thinking to be a better person? So now that I'm aware of that, I'm more intentional about those times and really not focusing on the things that really in the long run don't matter. And we are actually, we really are opposite. So growing up, my mother was always there. She was the stay-at-home mom. She made sure the food was cooked. She did, like, I remember we would play um, uh, card games with the old maid and memory. We had all the little memory cards and we did all of these things. Um, the puzzles and all of these things. We watched, um, oh my gosh, what were those animal shows? Like, and it was all the old animal shows, the nature shows. Oh yeah, the nature shows. Yeah, we would watch all National Geographic. Things. National Geographic, yes. Um, she was always there. My dad, um, he was always the one that was working. So as I started getting older and, and wanting to, and I was spoiled. I think that is a major part because my dad had me spoiled to the point where I believe there was nothing that I couldn't do. Mm. My mom, being that she grew up in the South, in South Carolina, um, she grew up with a lot of restrictions. She was the oldest child uh, out of all of her siblings, and she was also the one that took care of her siblings. So she didn't, mm. whereas where her siblings, where my aunts and uncles were going out and having fun, and my mother wasn't allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. So that transitioned into our home life because she still, she was still that old maid. She was, you know, she didn't do anything. She wasn't going nowhere. She was just going to be where the kids needed her to be. She was going to clean. She was going to do all these things. So as I exercised what was instilled in me to do whatever I wanted, I started feeling resentful towards my mother because she wasn't exercising those same rights. And it didn't dawn on me. I'm going to tell you, it didn't, it didn't connect to me until a few years ago. I had to really sit back and look at like, why is she so set in her ways? And I thought about how she grew up and just mm -hmm. hearing, um, hearing my cousins and my aunts and uncles talk about how they grew up. It made me realize that this is how she was. Like she didn't know any, that's all she knew. Right. And that was, that was a safe zone for her. So now that, now that she's, and when she decided to join Jehovah's Witness, I was okay with that because I was like, okay, she finally has some friends because she didn't have that before. Um, so, you know, I'm like, okay, she's coming out of, but you know, they, she came out of her shell, but she, they took shit. They took her, they took her from one <laughs> shell and put her in another one. Over here with us and don't go there again. Jump ship. But I oh, kind my. of, I understand where she was coming from now because I couldn't get it before I couldn't understand why she was always so quiet why my mother is not confrontational whatsoever so when somebody would say something to her she would just sh like 
shut down. Oh, now my mama. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> my mama would have shut it all my, over. She, my mom, uh-uh. my mother is the sweetest person ever. I don't think sweet in mm. all of my years. I think she, I may have heard her say a, a curse word maybe twice, and it wasn't even what? a real cuss word. So it's it's like she was so her 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 demeanor, her attitude was so pure and it was it was actually frustrating to me. I would take offense because I'm like I you see people trying to get take advantage and she's just like, Oh, it's okay, and I'm over here like biting my lips like it is not okay it's not no i'm about to cuss this lady out i'm gonna show and, you some and i used words. to get in trouble all the time because i would I, I would get in trouble all the time because i would and it wasn't until a few years ago where i had to really think about how she grew up that i had to respect that she was doing what she knew how to do the best way she could right but you know what i'm i'm kind of happy you know it took me a while to appreciate it but I'm glad my daughter is different than me. I really am. She's really, she's way stronger and more opinionated than I was. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a scary little kid. Just go, well, my mom is probably happy that I'm different than her too, except when she has to deal with me because I'm a lot, <laughs> I'm a lot more forceful than yeah. she ever was. So I know she looks at me and and and. I blame my dad because my my mom didn't talk like now she would whoop my butt whenever she oh, would, yeah. she wouldn't do it when my dad was around. But when he wasn't there and I acted up and I didn't listen when she said stop, I was getting it. But um I don't I don't know. It wasn't She was a mother. She just wasn't she right. wasn't the type of person who was confrontational or in the streets or right. partying or having a good time. She stayed she was she was a housewife. And that made In the me real upset. sense of the word. I was actually upset with her because she never tried to step outside of her comfort zone. And for a long while, I was really upset with her. I'm like, why do you always tell Do you think that was the way, because of the way that she was raised and that was definitely the of women and, you know, barefoot and pregnant in the house. And that was just her yeah. role. Yeah, and she was comfortable with it, and she accepted it. And she accepted it, and it would and really. This is just the way it is. I'm not gonna run for president. Yeah, that, it, that's not what I'm doing. It used to bother me. I'm like, why are you so surprised? Like, like, why don't you just do something? Why don't you? And she's like, I'm fine. I'm like, no, you're not. But I was like, that type of lifestyle would not have been for me. But for her, she was okay with it, and it just bothered me because I feel like. Um, she missed out on a lot of things. And then I would see, like, I would see my friends who had these closer relationships because, you know, it's back in, back in those days, kids really couldn't talk to their parents. You know, a child, a child stays in their place. Right. So I didn't have that. I didn't feel like I could talk to her about everything. And actually, if there was something that I wanted to talk about, I would write it because I couldn't bring myself to speak to her. Mm. but she was and it wasn't that she was mean or that I thought she wouldn't listen. No, but that was just the time in which we grew up and I don't think yeah. any kid really I mean option of Alicia only child but we you know I had to catch my mother between jobs first of all so I'm not bringing you no no major issue to mm-hmm. talk to I got siblings for that right. I got sisters and uncles and cousins and other people that I can go to you don't have time to deal with my little itty bitty you know uh-huh. <laughs> problem right. it's not 
itty bitty to me, but you know what I'm saying? Right. In the crux of that, that's just the way things things were. You didn't have those conversations. It's funny that you said it because I, I asked my mom when I was older. I was mad with her for a while when we moved to Virginia because I felt like I was kidnapped. I was like, why? <laughs> you kidnapped me. You know, I didn't spend my, because I used to spend summers in Virginia. So that last summer, I didn't even see those, I didn't see anybody. I didn't even get the chance to say goodbye. We, no. She just came and said, we're moving. But when I got older, I asked her, because mind you, we don't talk about things with children. Mm -hmm. right. I said, Mom, why did you move so abruptly? And that's when she told me she was working summer school, you know, trying to save more money. And she came home and somebody had peed in an elevator. Oh and she said, why am I stepping over pee in an elevator when I have a four-bedroom house down south? Mm -hmm. I'll have to deal with this. That makes sense to me as an adult. Right. But she never shared that story with me as a kid. So I walked, I said, I wish but you, you would have understood before. it when you were a kid. I would have understood that. Mm -hmm. I said, I wish you would have told me that when I was 14, because then I would have understood. I may not have liked it, but I would have mm -hmm. understood yeah. where you were coming from. But that was a different age. Parents didn't discuss things like that with kids. You, oh. you didn't make decisions and you just had to deal with whatever that is. And now... I do more explaining. You know, I'm going to tell my daughter, you're not going to like this. And I'm going to tell you why the answer is no. Mm -hmm. And so I tell her the same thing. You don't get to not tell me something because you're afraid of my reaction. I can't tell you how I'm going to react because I don't know. Right. But that doesn't absolve your responsibility from telling. So, you know, Alan, she'll say, mom, don't overreact. So I already know gonna be something I don't want to hear. But again, I already told her that doesn't absolve you from your responsibility. No. So she's like, um, I don't want you to overreact. So I already braced myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, I'm, I'm already gonna overreact. So I'm gonna, gonna try not to overreact, but I don't know. I can't I'll set the timer know. to start the overreaction about 10 seconds after you finish telling me, but just yeah. know that I'm gonna let you overreact. go. So I'm let, let me you ask get you it all out. What, from from your memory, what was one of the worst things your mother ever did to you um, that just really upset you or embarrassed you? What was one of the worst things? Uh, I would say it wasn't like, it wasn't one thing. Well, I guess it, it's one thing, but it, it was an occurrence. So one thing my mom did when I was growing up that I did not like at all, she would yell. And it usually wasn't because I was in trouble. She was trying to get my attention to do something. So as a kid, I had a habit of getting very sucked into the TV. And if it was after school and I finished my homework and I was just watching TV, I just kind of sit there and be kind of like a zombie. So sometimes my mom would be like, I need you to clean your room. And I might like mumble, okay, yeah, yeah. And then she'd say it again. And then she'd start to yell. And that kind of, for me as someone who's kind of sensitive to stuff like that, I would tense up. Um, and it was finally, like, later, and by later, I mean a few years ago, I asked her, I was like, why did you yell at me? Like, I knew I wasn't in trouble, and I knew I didn't do anything bad. I knew you were trying to get my attention. And then she explained, my grandfather, her father, he had a habit of yelling that like that was his primary method of communication with my mom and her mm -hmm. siblings. And she picked up on that. But she realized 
I think about halfway through my childhood that it wasn't an effective way of communication and also our relationship um, was not like her relationship with my grandfather. My grandfather had a whole set of issues and he had a hard time just dealing with life because he wasn't able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. My mom was just modeling what she saw. So mm-hmm. when she told me that, I understood. But she she says now, she's like, I'm sorry that I yelled at you and I wish I hadn't done it. But I told her recently. You have a great mom. My mom would never apologize you, for yelling. Alicia, you, okay. you wouldn't last in my house because my, well, my oldest son and my youngest daughter they were sensitive like you when it comes to yelling. Right. My oldest daughter and my youngest son, their hearts wouldn't beat if I wasn't yelling at least 45,000 octaves <laughs> higher than what I need to. Their yes. blood didn't flow like they were rigor mortis. They, they were stiff. <laughs> I wasn't yelling. But my Do you overreact? Yeah. Then when you overreact, they understand. Their day was not right. I promise you, their day was not right if I didn't yell at them. Whereas my 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 youngest daughter, she's a nervous Nelly. She I right. raise my voice a little bit, okay, huh? and she's shaky. I'm like, I can't, I, I can't. But them older two, I mean, my oldest daughter and my youngest son, they would have rigor mortis until I screamed. My mother was a yeller too, but um, I'm not a yeller because I don't. I tell you once. I'm not sounding you again. Right. And I mean what I said. And I'm not going to yell it. And I feel like that's more effective. Well, if I start yelling, it's a, I don't went left. My husband, yeah. y'all did it now. <laughs> my wife don't get mad. He'll tell you, my wife don't get mad. She didn't even get mad at me. So you made her mad. That's on you. You did that. You did that all the way through. Because it takes a whole lot to get her mad. I'm so, always, I yell. Yelling ain't my thing. I Although yell. I only have one, so I yell. Know. I'm a yeller. I can say that, and I, I try. I can't. They can't say I don't try. Right. My kids can never say I don't try. Well, they can. They will say that I don't try, but that's because they don't listen and they don't start listening. So you start yelling, right? And then some kids, yeah, listen to you cuss. You start cussing, then they start moving. My oldest daughter and my youngest son. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I get to cussing, now now you there's reactions. Those from, two. Yep. Well, my mom lied to me about something that is very sensitive, so I won't even really go into the details. Of it. Mm-hmm. This is still a very sensitive sore subject for me. But she lied to me about something, and it really changed my perspective of life itself mm-hmm. in it and, and, and her. And it, it really was very damaging to me at the time. And I don't think I talked to my mom for like two years after that. We didn't, we didn't wow. really conversate. And um, to this day, I don't like secrets and I don't like lies. I would rather you, even if it's going to hurt me, tell me the truth and let it be. Whatever's going to be, be. So for me, even in my life, I don't like secrets. I don't like keeping secrets. I don't like holding a secret tell the truth and the truth shall set you free and that's just my mom but because it hurt me so um 
you know, I'm just a truthful and honest person because of that. I think she is too, because she realized the damage that she had done. Mm -hmm. That you're trying to avoid one thing, so you lie about this thing, but then you have the truth comes out and then you look like a fool. Yes. You just look like a fool. Why didn't you just tell the truth from the beginning? And it probably wouldn't even been a big deal if you just said I'm thinking about that show if y'all ever watch it. Little fires everywhere. Same type of situation where, you know, the lady lied to her daughter and she's living this life scared that her daughter's gonna find out the truth. Well, eventually it, it is gonna come. Well, I'm not gonna go into the details, but eventually the truth comes out in all instances in life. It's going to come out. It, so yeah. I don't like secrets. I don't like secrets for that reason. Tell the truth, whether it's you think it's going to hurt the person or not they deserve your honesty right um so as a mother i'm very honest i'm going to tell you something you probably not going to like what i'm about to say but that's my obligation as a mother to tell you the truth yeah you know and so you know that's how i approach that that's how i approach things um but in life you have to learn to forgive so it taught me a lot about love and forgiveness and saying okay no i'm not, I'm not perfect nobody's nobody in this picture is perfect mm -hmm. and we're all going to make mistakes i didn't do everything perfectly right that my mother wanted me to do either growing up you know this is a part of life you have to learn how to love and you have to learn how to forgive and if you can't do those two things never get married don't <laughs> be tried it's not even worth your don't time. Don't even, don't even, don't even say I do. Just yep. don't even, don't even, don't, don't even, even do say it. maybe. Just forget it. Don't even do this. <laughs> I don't think I do that. Because that is a part of the fabric of a marriage. It's love and it is forgiveness because yeah. you are all both going to make mistakes and do things. Oh man, I should have did that. Oh, I should have. Oh, I should have. Right. I didn't mean to hurt you. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry all of those things, that's gonna happen because we're human beings. But I'm glad that I learned that at an early age because it, it changed my perspective on a lot of things. And it, in a good way, it helped me to not put people on a pedestal to feel that they're perfect, they can make no wrong. You know, up until that moment, my mother was super wrong. Right. There's no wrong, this woman worked, she worked hard, she supported her family, she loved her children. She, you know, she was the saint to me in my in my mind's eye she was the saint up until that point and then i was able to see her as a human being as a woman right as a wife as a mother as a person who had to deal with some difficult things and had to make some very difficult decisions and unfortunately she made the wrong one at that time but at the time she thought it was right mm -hmm. and and how have we done that we we think we're making the right decision and it turned out in hindsight, it was wrong. I have went that direction. And so for me to learn that in my early 20s was a very great example for me that I use today to, to live with grace, carry grace with me and give it away. Give out, especially to people who are mean, mm -hmm. who deserve it. Yeah. Because I know something happened. You didn't just wake up today and decide to be, you know, Eveline. Oh, no, I don't know. I got some family members that I think would make you rethink that. I don't know. 
no, something, <laughs> something, and I'm not saying that you have to tolerate that. That's that's not what I'm saying at all. Right. What I'm saying is something happened to, to make them this way. They didn't just some whether they shared the story, whether you know the story, it doesn't excuse your behavior. It's not what I'm saying. But it, it helps you to gain an understanding. For me, there's a lot of things that I don't agree with, people think, but I do try to gain an understanding as to why do you feel this way? Why do you think this way? I don't agree with it, but why is it that you feel this way? Mm -hmm. There's always a backstory. And so when you know that and you meet people, you're able to deal out a little more grace than you normally would because right. you know that something happened. I don't know what it is. You tell me I may not care. But something happened to make this person act like this. Maybe somebody was mean and it. Maybe they were rejected. Maybe no one, they've never felt the love. You know, I have a little sister. She is ridiculous. She is so ridiculous. One, you know, my grandmother would say, handle people with a long handle spoon. I didn't understand what that meant, but I know what it means. You know what it means, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Love my sister, but you got to stay over there. I'm going to stay over there. For somebody to get their face slapped. So, I love you. And, and you know, just stay over there. Just, yeah. And I, I, so, I think we do. I th not everyone has... Um, the opportunity to experience childhood the way we experienced it where now as adults we can look back and say that our mothers were doing everything that they could you know doing the right. best they could um to be better mothers for us and to give us uh, a decent upbringing and not a lot of people experience that but i can say that i do appreciate um all the things that my mom has done, even though I didn't understand. And even though sometimes now I don't, I still don't agree with it. My, both of my parents, I was spoiled. And I will be honest and say that I wish I wasn't spoiled. I wish that I did not have all the things that I had when I was little, because right. that set expectations for me as, as I got older, that I didn't realize would take a lot of my energy to maintain. They made it, you know, they made it seem like, oh, this is easy. Life, yeah, life is easy. Life is grand. Like, and because I started seeing that as I got older, once I had my, my oldest daughter had the worst time with me because once I saw how easy it wasn't, I was determined not to let her experience what I experienced because it was so hard for me to accept how difficult, how different life was from me growing up to me being an adult. And I didn't want my daughter to have those expectations and have her feelings hurt. But in reality, what I ended up doing was hurting her feelings. Mm -hmm. I, took, I think I took away a lot of things that could have been fun for her because I didn't want her to have a false perception of what life was. But she was a kid. That's deep right there. Yeah. She was, you know, she was a kid. That is very deep. What you it, it, the, I, I feel bad. When I think about it, I feel bad. But I, I did. I took away a lot of things that should have been fun for a child. Right. Because when because I know when she got I knew when she got older, it wasn't gonna be that way. Well, and it's funny that you said that because I had talked to a cousin, one of my cousins 
um, once before, and he had said to me, he said, man, I thought we were always going to be poor. And I looked at him kind of funny. I said, what you talking about? I, mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. We were not rich mm-hmm. by any stretch of imagination. But I never felt poor. Mm-hmm. Never. Never in my, I'm 42 years, 44, 42 years old. <laughs> I've never in my life felt poor. Never. We had no money. Don't we had no money. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know you know, when I watch shows like Good Times, I don't know nothing about that. To right. me, my life, to, in my perspective of my life, it was good from childhood. Even in the bad moments, in the right. bad times, even as an adult, stupid, young, dumb, and full of, you know, just <laughs> bad relationships, all of that. I still feel like my life has been a blessing and so nice i told my cousin i said i don't know what you're talking about i never felt poor i never yeah. i wasn't spoiled i didn't have a cabbage patch kid and all that other the we didn't celebrate christmas anyway right. so but i never felt like an outside the box type of i just never felt that way and it's funny yeah. and i think it's the environment because mm-hmm. again like yeah. you said i was so spoiled and when I got to adult and realized how hard this really is, you know what I mean? <laughs> bills, kid, you know, all of these things. Nobody told you none of right. that. You just assumed that it would be easy because right. that's how your life was. Uh-huh. And then to come to such a hard life, you know, at the time, and then to decide, oh, I'm not going to make it so easy on mine because I don't want them to be disappointed. It's extremely deep. That is a very deep concept that I'm going to have to ponder over for quite a while after we get off this call. It was, look, let me tell you. that is very deep to me. I didn't even want my daughter to be, because I remember being bullied. I remember, because I, I didn't even, I never had to walk to school until I moved to the Bronx. So I remember having everything served to me, everything brought to me. So once I got to a point where that was no longer happening, I was automatically the outsider. I, you know, you could look at me until I didn't fit in. So I was bullied. So I was determined not to have my daughter be a, a little girl. Like she, I needed her to be rough because I had to prepare her for what was going, what I assumed was going to come. So now I have this 22-year-old rugged little girl that has a mouth yay big because I feel in part I didn't allow her just to be that sweet little girl that she was. Right. I started instilling in her. She has to be rough. She has to be tough. She can't take this. But I, I, I didn't know how to soften that because in my childhood, it was so horrible. And I didn't want her to, I wanted her to be able to handle that when it right. came in, it, that didn't mean that it was going to come. And it's funny that you say that, because I think for me, you know, I always, in my mind, I want my daughter to be better than me. Don't be me. Mm-hmm. Be, be, be better than me. But in that, I want her to be true to herself, mm-hmm. too, even if I don't like the outcome. Mm-hmm. You know, she walk around looking like trash her head just sticking up. She's like, my mind going nowhere. There's no school. There's no work. It bothers me. Mm-hmm. But then in my mind, I don't want to make her be me. 
Right. I don't want you to be me. I want you to be better than me. I want you to have your own mind, your own thoughts, your own, be your own person. Think, think it through. My, my main thing is just her being able to think, problem solve. Yeah. Right. Can you solve this problem? I need you to think this through to the end and count the cost all the way. That, that's yeah. my, my main thing. I never thought about it in a way to make them rough and tough, but I do think that also comes from living up north. It's something about being in that concrete jungle. You have, to, you have to have a tougher exterior than you normally would anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you said that because even when I go back to visit, I have to remind myself that yeah. because I'm a sweet little Southern charming woman now. But when I go there, you, you can't have to be the switch. You can't can't be that. No, you gotta. I automatically you about to get robbed, bust in the head. As, you about as to, soon you as, as I get over, as soon there. as I get to the George Washington Bridge, my driving gets different. My attitude gets different. Like I can't, yeah. I can't go to New York and be a North Carolinian. I that no. is not gonna work. And it's funny that it's still like that. It, yeah, the difference in where you are. And having to have that rough and tough exterior. I think I've had years away, so that those layers are peeled off. But yeah, I understand that. That's to- it's a totally different environment that you find yourself in when you go up that you yeah. must have to survive. Or you're not going to survive it if you don't. Yeah. So I just, That's a um, shame. You know, I'm, I'm grateful to my mom for the sacrifices because she, she did sacrifice a lot. Um, and I, I'm hoping as my girls and my, my sons too, um, as I, as they're maturing, but at this point I'm maturing too. I'm changing. I'm starting to see things now that they're older, I'm starting to see things differently. So I still have maturing. And I think, I think we're going to, we have levels of maturity that we go through throughout our entire life. Absolutely. Hoping that as I mature in this phase of my life, it gets to the point where it will blend in with theirs and we'll have that closer relationship. Yeah. So I think as long as there's respect factor, it'll be okay. Yeah. Once children lose respect for you is where the love and the 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 relationship gets dicey. As long as they can respect you as their mom and mm-hmm. the love will come because yeah. they'll know that you did your best with what you had. And that's had all mothers. Yeah. I'm doing the best with what I got. I don't have it. Or I do got it. Mm-hmm. Or whatever the situation may be. You mm-hmm. find yourself in. You do the best that you can with what you got. Right. Absolutely. I don't think there's any mothers that don't live with some sort of regret. That's just, I think it's a part of, of you know, life. being a mom. Yep, that's just what it is. Yep. And you live and you learn. The great thing is that we still have breath and health in our bodies that if it's not right to change it. You can fix it. Yep. You can work on fixing it. Absolutely. Go with grace. I said that go with grace. He's with you when you go. Because it's hard sometimes. Some people (laughs) 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 but again, when it comes to parents, you only get one mom. So love them. Appreciate them while they're here. Take care of them. Call them. Kiss on them. Let them know that you you're thinking of them. If they're doing things, you know, they're great.